Thank you for listening to Flow Working, the entrepreneur's podcast. Make sure you find, follow, and please review us on your favorite podcast platform. If you're interested in being a guest on my show, you can sign up at flowworking.net. I'm your host, Megan Anderson. More people than ever are starting the entrepreneur journey and learning a lot in the process. On this show, I sit down with regular people who are running all types of businesses to discuss the ideas, opportunities, and strategies they're using to build, grow, and thrive as an entrepreneur. In this episode, I sat down for a chat with business coach Lori Conkler about how to transition from corporate to a life as a digital nomad and what it really looks like to live life as an entrepreneur who's location independent. Hello, welcome to this episode. I'm your host, Megan Anderson, and today I'm joined by my guest, Lori Conkler. Lori, I think I got your last name wrong on my paper here. (laughs) Lori is a business success coach and the mastermind behind Xenial Traveler Coaching Company. She helps entrepreneurs and aspiring digital nomads to build a, build and scale impactful online businesses to 10000 a month so they can live life on their terms. A serial entrepreneur, Lori divorced the nine-to-five life when she left her corporate life as a director of sales and marketing behind seven years ago, sold everything, and moved to the Caribbean. <laughs> For the last three years, Lori's been able to sustain herself as a self-employed and location-independent human while running multiple businesses and helping others find the same success. Lori's helped hundreds of aspiring entrepreneurs develop the skills they need to become location independent and have financial freedom to keep the life they love. Lori, welcome to the show. How are Thank you today? Thank you so much, Megan. Uh, I am doing great. And uh, you did pronounce my last name correctly. Right, right. It's not funny when you're reading bios and I typed your name wrong. I'm like, that's not her name. <laughs> I always love, it. I love when we do things like that. I'm like, well, that's all right. We're recording. But so Lori, I get to ask you as a location independent human where are you joining us from today Uh, well you know today it's not super exciting but i am joining you from wisconsin actually um i am at my in-laws house there you go (laughs) hey that's okay sometimes the the independent life of uh, you know and so you're gonna have to share with us just a little bit Mm -hmm. how has it been being location independent because I can tell you that the thought of that just would like freak me out being like self-employed and not having a home and not knowing, no, like I'm home based. So what is it that you really love about, you know, that digital nomad lifestyle? Um, For me, it was about, well, A, a love of travel and then just that desire for, for freedom. Um, You know, when we moved to the Caribbean seven years ago, we literally like had like five thrift sales where we sold almost everything we owned. Um, it was terrifying and freeing all at the same time. My husband, much more like you in the aspect of like, he, he's ready to settle, I think, because it is, it it can be an anxiety inducing experience to not have a home base, but I love it. I love the freedom to know that I can just like pick up and I could pack everything that we like really, for the most part that we own in a car. Mm-hmm. and hit the road and go to our next destination if we wanted to. Wow. So besides the Caribbean, and where in the Caribbean were uh, you? The Vir- U.S. Virgin Islands. Gotcha. Gotcha. I always get curious. Um, you know, what are some of your other favorite places, some favorite locations that you've actually been to that you work, have worked from? Oh, let's see. Well, we've done a lot of travel around the U.S. as of late. Uh, um, I have really, really, really loved Colorado. We spent quite a bit of time in Arizona, which is 
different than what I was used to. It's beautiful. Uh, extremely hot in the area that we're in um, come summer. So I, I would say that it has its pros and cons. Yep. Colorado was lovely. I would never want to be there in the winter. Yep. Um, you know, I dabbled in Mexico a little bit, but um, I would say it's at least the areas I was in, not yet my favorite, uh, um, but just the beauty of Colorado. Yep. It was very friendly and conducive to the lifestyle um, and had a lot of the modern conveniences. When you travel, you'll realize that not every country is mm -hmm. as well equipped as the U.S. to provide those conveniences. So, <laughs> I can I can appreciate that. I'm actually in Colorado myself, and most of my life I've spent here. And it's funny that people say the Colorado winters, and I'm like, <laughs> it's actually the spring that's the problem. Oh, when everything melts, <laughs> we get more snow in America. Okay. Yes, no, it's so funny. Everyone's like, winter, no. I'm like, actually, no, I, you're in Wisconsin. I wouldn't want winters in Wisconsin. Colorado no, in great. Colorado, yeah. The, but let's dive in a little better. bit. Your temperatures, they're horrible here. Um, and yes. If we, we get to like my yes. story, I can explain to you why, but those temperatures are scary in Wisconsin in the winter. <laughs> oh, yes. I've had, I've had other guests join me from Wisconsin. <laughs> um, so let's talk a little bit about some of the benefits of being location independent and digital nomad as an entrepreneur, how has that, you know, for your clients, for yourself, how has that really benefit the entrepreneurial life? Um, you know, for me, how does it, how does it benefit? Well, being location independent, not, you know, being a brick and mortar business in general, just gives you the freedom to literally like have a team from all over the world and to serve clients from all over the world. When you, are independent of, you know, that, that, that business, that physical being, um, I can serve anybody. And I do, I have clients literally like all over the world. I have team members on multiple continents, including the U S but it, you don't generally see that, you know, somebody, let's say they own, um, trying to think, you know, like some type of shop or something. They, they don't have assistance working from the, from Europe or, you know, from even another state. It's like you have your local audience and that's who you have. And it just gives that freedom. Plus just the ability to, to work on your own schedule and not have those set hours. Like sometimes I work in the evening, sometimes I work in the morning, sometimes I'll take several days off and just not do any work at all. So I, I love that, that freedom about it. And it just makes the way that I do business feel good to me. Um, as opposed to feeling like I'm locked yeah. in an office and a computer. Yeah, no, that, that nine to five, it's interesting how a lot of people have similar stories to you. I talked to hundreds of people on this show and thousands over the years where it's like, yeah, I'm just, the nine to five just wasn't working for me. Um, you know, and, and it sounds like that was how you kind of, decided like, yeah, we're off to doing something different than the nine to five. Yeah. And again, I'm a travel lover and nine to five is not conducive to that, especially when you are not working remotely. <laughs> yeah, no, I, I have recently caught the travel bug. My life partner's a big travel person too. And luckily both of us, while we are location dependent, we love our home. <laughs> we both have jobs that allow us the flexibility to travel. So that's that I, I agree mm -hmm. that that, that ability. So let's talk a little bit of some of the downsides because, okay, while it sounds freeing and bohemic and all of these beautiful things, all right, there's some challenges. What are some challenges that people who want to be, you know, digital nomad entrepreneurs, what are some challenges that they might Absolutely. face? Absolutely. So, um, well, there's a, there's a few big ones. Uh, the, the biggest one that I see and, you know, that, that I feel for myself too is, 
it's it's difficult to have a kind of that that community or like that support system uh, in the way that you're used to having it um you know because when you're stationary in one place you have your neighbors and your friends and your family and all of that but when you are location independent like right now I told you I'm at my in-laws house so that's great we get to see family mm-hmm. but there's a lot of times when we, we aren't near our family right and we don't have that and also like all of our friends right now really are like we can video chat but for the most part most of them aren't in the same town as us so we don't have that support system that hey our car broke down or I need to go you know get some procedure done at the doctor and I can't drive afterwards and I need someone to pick me up it's like I guess I'm calling uber because (laughs) I don't know anybody to do that so I would say that's a big challenge for for a lot of people and it's just in in terms of life in terms of business I don't really see too too many downsides other than it complicates things uh, from the the aspect of the legal and financial worlds have not caught up with this, you know, digital nomad location independent lifestyle. So it's like, you have to pick one one state to base your business out of, even though you may not live there, you might be in another country, and then you're paying taxes in a country that you haven't even been in for a year or something along those lines. So, so those types of logistics can be kind of a pain, to be honest, uh, taxes can be a pain. <laughs> Well, and then that's why we have professionals, because I'm sure that, yeah, you know, I don't do um, <laughs> delegate just the thing, you know, no. especially when they get complicated like that. Um, so what are some of the, you know, I, I, other than the freedom and obviously, you know, the, the joy and the living, um, you know, when it comes to deciding, okay, I want to, I would love to be a digital nomad. I'd love to be independent. Mm-hmm. What types of businesses obviously i can't cut hair for a living because they don't have a station but think what Mm -hmm. types of businesses do you have you seen be really successful in the digital nomad life yeah which before i go into that first i do want to actually say that i have met a stylist a hairstylist who has managed to go online um because instead of actually cutting hair she now like teaches people how to like not cut their own hair but like how to do stuff with their hair and stuff so so you can transition like almost any concept into uh, a remote you know concept if you really want to you can find a way to loop it around but uh, those businesses that seem to do really really well in this remote world uh, tend to be things and that are really good for digital nomads and allow a lot of freedom are um, businesses such as coaching like me or you know digital marketing agencies uh, because again you can do them from anywhere in the world doesn't matter as long as you have computer and internet you're totally fine Um, and that's really what it comes down to any business that you can run from your computer Mm -hmm. and you don't necessarily need to worry about like anything physical it can definitely be done um, but coaching, consulting, uh, um, those are, are really two of the big ones and consulting is definitely a wide umbrella, right? Um, but there's, but there's literally any, anybody can do it. It's just how you, you make it work. Like I know photographers, like photographers, you usually are like in, you might work from home, but you usually are in like a set location, right? But then like, how can I develop my business in a way that allows it to be flexible? Like, Ooh, I am going to be doing 
tourism related photography, you know, and I work with different destination organizations and I travel to those destinations and I do photography. Like there's, there is ways to make almost any business location independent. Almost, not every, almost. <laughs> well, that's almost, I was going to say almost, probably not everything I'm sure, but it's interesting that you pointed out. I just picked hairdresser out of my head. Didn't even think about it. Oh, wait, no, no. TikTok's a thing, folks. We could do, yeah, you know, <laughs> teach people how to do things. Kind of tutorial online. videos you can do online. <laughs> yes, then you could just have people work with you to, no, let me teach you how to do it for yourself because it's true. I think that that's, that's a really great point is that anything that, you know, just I tell people all the time when it comes to video production, mm -hmm. I have a laptop. Has it grown and expanded over the, the two years I've been doing podcasting? Yes. Yeah. But I started with a laptop. I could have done it from anywhere as long as it was quiet. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Is it so, nice yeah, to have you don't have to be. screens to work on? Yes. But you don't have to have them. And that's really the point is you don't have to have some no. things that you're used to and you can adjust and shift things. I mean, I've even had like clients who are attorneys or doctors, like, mm -hmm where they're only even licensed in a certain place, they hmm. find a way to be able to do their business location independent. So you can do just about anything. Wow. Just about anything. So we've talked a bit about the, the pluses and the minuses. So when it comes to actually finding clients, because mm -hmm. obviously if you're not, you know, a lot of people are used to the traditional, like you said, here I am, I've got my people, I've got my, my network, I've got mm -hmm. my, you know, I go to the thing every week and, what are some great ways for people to actually tap into finding clients regardless of where they are? Yeah, absolutely. And there, I mean, there's, I mean, there's literally like probably hundreds, if not thousands of ways that you can do this. And it is about finding something that you feel aligned with. Cause I have clients that are just like, I want a remote based business, but I really don't like social media. Right. Uh, so they don't, mm -hmm. they don't want to get leads through social media. They want to use other avenues. So like in that case, you can do things like search engine optimization, um, to help you gain leads. You can run mm -hmm. ads, um, on Google or Facebook and Instagram mm -hmm. or TikTok or LinkedIn, whatever, like you can, you can do that. Now I do not recommend running ads until you are established in your business, but that's a different story. Um, <laughs> but it, you can no, thank you for saying that. That's a good point. Yes. That. Um, a lot, yes. know, a lot of what, what I teach, for instance, is there, there's kind of two sides to the coin. The one is um, really, especially for those that are newer in their businesses, utilizing social media, specifically um, utilizing the, the DM features uh, and whatever platform, direct messaging. And there is different ways to do this because you hear a lot about cold messaging. And I like to say, like, I use warm messaging uh, because I take the time to actually build the relationships with people and not just like say, here, join my group or here, you know, buy my product. It's like, okay, buy me a drink first, right? You know, like, let's get to know each other, have a cup of coffee. Um, so, but cold DMing is also a thing. Like, and some people find a lot of success with it. Cold emailing. Um, there's also you know, just the attraction method, which is what I think most online entrepreneurs are, are going for is that you're trying to have that, that content and you know, it's still social media, but putting content out there that attracts people to you and the algorithms on the different social media platforms are always changing. So this, 
can be challenging for a lot of entrepreneurs because it's like, okay, I've been doing this for six months. It's been working great. And then all of a sudden one day it stops. So, so my best recommendation when it comes to getting clients is figuring out what you feel good about, because if you don't feel good about the methods that you're using, they're not going to work for you. Like they won't. If you feel horrible sending direct messages, you're not going to get clients through it. You just aren't. It's just not going to work. But finding those things that you feel good about and aligned with and then taking them and running with them and making sure that you have a couple methods in place uh, or at least a backup so that when those algorithms start to shift, you have something else like you ideally have used your social media to build up an email list. So then you can also generate clients from your email because you own your email list. <laughs> yeah. Yes, you all need it. It's true. Facebook or Instagram. versus <laughs> algorithmic list. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Good point about not paying for, and I love that you said that, not paying for ads up front. If you are in the first couple years of your business, let's give you a really big tip now. Zero money marketing. Anything you can do that doesn't cost you any money or very nominal yeah. money, because you've seen it. I've seen yeah. it. Oh, they have their nice tiny little nesting, and all of a sudden this marketer comes in and goes, whoop, and the business is gone because yeah, well, all their money crazy. just went it's to something like, they don't Oh, I'll just put like $20 a month on my Facebook ads. Well, you're not going to get results from that. You're going to probably need to spend a minimum of $1,000 a month to get any results. And if you don't have the strategy knowledge behind it either, like I see so many people doing it and then they're like, but I'm not getting results. Well, it's because there is a strategy. It isn't as easy as just saying, this is what I'm going to write and this is how much I'm going to put on there. And then everybody's just going to magically appear. No, there is strategy, testing, et cetera. So it is not for the the faint of heart. It is yeah. not for a newbie to go out and, and spend money on ads, even though they will definitely try to get you to do that. So like you said, a couple years uh, in, oh, they always that, will. that's where you want to maybe start having that, that shift where you're already finding success with organic free methods and you're ready to really scale your business up. Yeah, no, I think that's that's all really, really good advice. So for the people who are considering, maybe they've already got an, a business and I think it's probably easier to probably switch to the you know, digital nomadic lifestyle if you kind of have something that you got going and you're used to you know the way your business runs and things. When it comes to taking the leap, selling the stuff, deciding, okay, I'm just gonna move around. Let's talk a little financial because I'm sure you experienced this. What kind of, you know, what kind of, you know, specific number of clients or, you know, should I have like money saved up or what are some of the financial stuff that you've experienced or had clients experience when it comes to shifting that lifestyle? Yeah. So it really centers around safety, honestly, and where you feel safe. Cause it's not, I can't come and say like, you need to have $10,000 in the bank or you need to have, you know, 10 clients or five clients because well, a everybody's rates are variable and they're different. So 10 clients to you could mean a thousand dollars and to someone else that could mean a hundred thousand dollars. Right. Uh, so it's really hard to put exactly. a number on that. And again, you know, are you going to be going and living in San Francisco or are you going to be going and living in mm-hmm. Mexico? Right. Because the cost of living is yep. completely different. And what, how do you like to live? So do you want a housekeeper in Mexico and a cook and a daycare and everything else? Yeah. Like, what what does that mean for you? So for me, it it really comes to that that safety. What is your your safety, you know, net? What do you feel good with? And what is your freedom number? Like so, if you're still working 
a nine to five mm -hmm. um, type job, or even if you're, you already have a business, how much money do you currently make that supports your lifestyle? And then when you hit that point, that's when you can consider actually like leaving that behind. So like if you have a business that's brick and mortar, um, it's going to be different when you go online. Like I have a lot of clients who already have businesses, like you said, but they're transitioning into that online world and they think, well, I'm already successful. So I can just like jump in and do this. Well, not if you haven't been online because your business, it's like a completely brand new business for you. Um, so you have to still know what is that freedom number? How much do I need to, to make profit, not revenue? How much profit do I need? Because those numbers can be very, very, very different. <laughs> and you're like, oh yeah, I'm making $10,000 a month, but I'm paying out seven or 8,000 in bills. So yeah, really I'm only making like 2,000. Uh, yeah. So make sure you know the difference between those numbers. Yeah. Um, but it really does come down to to where you feel safe and secure. There isn't a magic number for everybody. It's knowing your number and doing the the mental work behind that and the emotional work to to really understand what that is for you and how it feels. No, I love that advice because I think it's important. Um, that was kind of was like, I'm not really sure how to ask this question, but you you gave me what I was hoping you would give me, which was, you know, that it's it really it really is knowing mm -hmm. what you want out of it because yeah, yeah it, especially if you're switching from brick and mortar to online, yeah. totally different way of doing yeah, business, absolutely. totally different way of getting clients. You may not have clients like, if that you think yeah, are just. Exactly. I would come. say you do want a minimum of like a few months to, to in terms of your savings ultimately figure out the cost yeah. of living wherever it is that you plan to be. And mm -hmm. not just like how much does it cost for rent and groceries, but you have to figure in your other bills, your business mm -hmm. and personal, like how much money is it going to take yeah. me to live every month in this place? Yeah. And then to have at least three, preferably six months uh, or more in yeah. a savings account so that if you have bad months, because you and I know as entrepreneurs, there isn't, like everybody talks about consistency and you're like, okay, I want to make consistent income. Fine. But are you going to make 10,000 or 50,000 every single month? No. Like you might make 50,000 this month, 35 next month, 75 the month after zero the next month, because you decided to take a month long cruise where you don't have any internet, you know, like you just have to plan for yep. what is coming for you. No, I, I love that. And I think every business requires planning, but, you know, being, being nomadic is a little more, you know, foresight and planning. And then I think it, you know, if you're like, okay, I'm going to be six months here. Well, then knowing three, four months in, okay, what's it look like? You know, am I going to move and what's that look yeah, like? And yeah. am I um, so I think that's really great and, advice. It's just having something. Yeah. And how much time you want to actually like spend enjoying the places that you're at versus working too. It's very, very important because working. Yeah. When you travel while you work, it's very tempting to just like always be on vacation, but you can't look at it like that. So know how much you're gonna be working too. Make sure you can yeah. keep the money flowing. Know how much that's <laughs> it's that's good advice because I think you're right. You go to, you know, the Caribbean or, you know, even some some place, you know, that you just always wanted to be and Oh yeah, I'm just gonna go play every day. Whoops! Wait a minute. Nope. Yeah. Work time. So yeah, great advice. Remember, there's still business structure involved. Yes. Just a lot more freedom that you're allowing yourself. Uh, yeah. Lifestyle. One hundred percent. 
Fantastic. So Lori, I really enjoy learning a lot more about a lifestyle I never really thought about as a business owner, but may actually start considering seeing as how I don't, yes. <laughs> I don't have to be location yes. dependent. You can. You can so a that's kind of you fun. You still have a house and be a digital nomad, um, you know, and just say this yep. is my home base, but yeah, I'm able to travel for a month or a week or three months, however long I want to. And you can. Yes. Love that. So thank you so much for joining me today, Lori, for the audience who's watching and listening. If they are interested in finding out maybe how to make the transition or to make their own digital nomadic uh, entrepreneur journey a little bit more smooth, how can people connect with you today? Yes, absolutely. So the best place to connect with me is going to be through my Facebook group. Um, and that is and I know you'll you'll share the link, but the build and scale a profitable business, and then it's hyphen work from anywhere. Um, we'll give you all sorts of tools, advice, resources, etc., and it'll also give you a taste of what it's like to work with me. And then if you want to take that level that to the next level, you're able to. Fantastic. So yes, that link is down below. Whether you're watching or listening, tap that link, join Lori's Facebook group and learn more about how you can maybe free yourself from your own, uh, you know, domestic dependent lifestyle and get off to the traveling and entrepreneurial journey you'd like. So Lori, thanks so much for being Thank on the you, show today. Again. I really enjoyed having you. Yes, to the audience watching and listening, thank you for joining us. I'm wishing you peace as you flow off to the rest of your business day, and we will talk again soon. Thank you for listening to this episode of Flow Working, the Entrepreneur's Podcast. Make sure you find, follow, and please review us on your favorite podcast platform.